I feel devotion. I feel devotion. I feel devotion. What up, what up, what up, what up? We are live from Devotions headquarters in Barcelona. Yes, because we are recording this together from Annie's room. What up, Annie? Yeah, finally, Joan, you're here. Welcome back. I'm, I couldn't be more glad to have you here with me today. Then, uh, 15th episode, after 14 episodes uh, in different rooms, we can finally do this together. What are you safe from this week, by the way? Well... I'm safe from all the Zoom meetings we have had this last month, of course. <laughs> Easy. That's Easy. A, that's a good thing to be safe from, mm -hmm. man. Um, I think it's something that our audience doesn't know, but I think the third, the second or third episode, we did it all. And by the end, I realized that I didn't start recording. Do you remember? That was the greatest day <laughs> of this 2021 year so far. I wanted to kill you. <laughs> I remember you looking at me like, what the fuck? And it was, it was great. Like, yeah, I, I think it was the, the best episode so far we had. <laughs> well, it wasn't difficult because it was just the third episode or so. But man, I was so hopeless. Like, how the fuck did I do that? Well, the good thing is that since you did that, if I'm wrong with something or I just I'm feeling <laughs> like lazy or something, I don't feel guilty at all because... You did something worse, so it just... When is that going to expire, though? Like, mm. when... 2024? Around, uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Perfect. I'll be ready then. I'll, I'll mark it on my calendar, Perfect. like, four years after. Fe February or five, 2024. So Perfect. Mark it on your calendar, yeah. Cool. Makes sense. Um, talking about feeling guilty, we feel a bit guilty that we promised an episode on Thursday, but... We did... Uh, you know, <laughs> the week got complicated. Um, a lot of things <laughs> went on. And the, the funny thing is that I knew, you know, that we, we I, that I needed to do something, <laughs> that I was missing something. And then you told me, Joel, like, it was half past ten. Yeah, easy. And uh, it was, was after the last game. I think it was Milano and... Yeah. Uh, who was playing Milano, Maccabi or... Uh, something like that, and I text you like, "Hey, are you? Are we doing this?" Yeah, I was like, like a coach potato in my in my sofa. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, no way!" <laughs> I I was kind of glad though that you were also forgot about it because I I didn't really watch that many games yeah. last week, and I was like, "Oh, fuck!" No, uh, Milan Fenerbahce was it? But yeah, still. Well, sorry, guys. Now we can just talk about the the whole round, and there's a lot of cool things that just happened. So yeah, we can we can yeah. You get the fifteen now. It's okay. Um, if you want us to do more episodes, maybe you can just send us money, and if we can live with that, then we can fully focus on Perfect. the devotion yeah. podcast. I agree. Okay. And yeah. Come uh, on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Please, like, we can share this PayPal me link. Um, uh, maybe I should change that. Instead of our Spotify channel, we can just put the <laughs> PayPal me link and, yeah, for a devotion podcast. Anyway, what do you want to start? We have a lot of, we have a lot of topics to talk this week, not necessarily all about the games, because uh, I think that until we don't have really confirmed the playoff spots and the playoff matchups, that, that's going to be jumping a lot. So, yeah. I don't know. Where do you want to start? Maybe we can start with Anadol Efes because they are already in the fifth spot. Whoa, they, they are scary. scary. The last game was just over. It was beyond my expectations. Yeah. 
winning against, I think it was Seska by almost 30 points. It was something I, I wasn't expecting at all. So, Yeah, it, like Seskia is like the, the definition of, of a solid team and they just blow them from the get-go. Like 31-13 the first quarter already and pure domination. Pure domination and again, a lot of players showed in the game. I mean, it was not just Larkin, just Misic. Well, Misic ended up with 21 points again. But, you know, Bubwa, Singleton, certain suddenly that right now it seems that he's a top five center in the league. Since I talked uh, talk about him on one of our episodes, the one with Gerard, that he, he, he suddenly become, I don't know, kind of... Do you remember Bucic, that center from... From Maccabi. From Maccabi. <laughs> he's, he's like killing it lately. L look at it. Like he's averaging a 37% from three-point range. And I mean, I think I have to check it out, but the, the percentage during the last five games is just um, unbelievable. It's it's crazy. And like he's 7 for 19 for the season. And I think in the last three games, he scored like six of them. Yeah, six of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And not easy shots. Not easy shots. No, no, no. The, the dude is on fire. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really scary. Like um, they also they also not just got the win against against SKA, but um, they also they also destroyed someone else this week. Why isn't it showing? But uh, against Valencia, they also yeah, they also blow by Valencia mm -hmm. on on uh, on Tuesday, and it's like okay, I really don't want to see these guys. And if I don't know which team do you guys support, but for us, um, mm -hmm. with with FC Barcelona, you really don't want to face this team. Not at all. I mean, I, I think they would prefer to just face them in one game, final four, and yeah. everything can happen. They can go cold from three and... Well, actually, the thing is that they're not having, like, huge percentages from three. Last game against Seska was a 37%, sorry. But then if you look at it, there's a 30, a 74% from two pointers. It's, it's crazy. quite good. Yeah, definitely. And then 92% from free throws. But it's like, okay, if you just... You're like Madrid that... <laughs> you remember the game that they <laughs> yeah, did? I don't know. Throw a free throw. Well, here it's a 24 out of 26. So... Yeah, it's... And just Michic alone, he shot already 10 free throws. Mm -hmm. And he... By the way, he... For me, he looks like the most dominant exterior player at the moment mm -hmm. in the EuroLeague. He's unstoppable. I have the sensation that teams right now, they are panicking when they face Anadolu Efes, that they just want to to try to avoid the three-pointers from Larkin or Misic, and then just when, when they dive in the in the zone, they just... Or even they they leave uh, a guy open, maybe mm -hmm. certain Sally or Singleton, whoever it is open, Mormon, or they draw a foul. So it's really difficult to stop them. That's, that's definitely true. One thing, the only maybe concerning thing about them is that they they are winning by 30 they enter the the end of the fourth uh, 74 45 up and Michi just still playing 35 minutes mm -hmm. Larkin is playing 20 minutes like it it might be that he's overplaying them and maybe they should get a bit of rest i understand that they are also fifth and they should really push to to try to finish as, as high as possible but 
I mean, if you are 30 up, you're risking an injury that doesn't really, it's not really necessary. Yeah, that's true. But you have to take into account also that maybe in the weekend they have like more rest during the yeah, Turkish league. That's true. We, maybe we gotta start following the Turkish league and just check how many minutes are they playing. Maybe we should. <laughs> We're not gonna do it right now. But <laughs> so his coach that we talked <laughs> a lot of tra- a lot of trash lately, and during like even I since the, the origin of our podcast, <laughs> well, he he said that they are better this year than the other one. Either the other that they were better this year than the last one. He's getting cocky a bit, isn't it? Yeah, well, at least he changed his haircut. Yeah, so at least good, good call. Good call. Shout out to... <laughs> to Ataman. To whoever told him to change his haircut. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's the wife or... Uh, I don't know, the the, the barber. But, mm-hmm. but good job. But he's getting really cocky. Like, the way he talks now in press conferences, if they don't win the champions... Uh, well, if they don't become champions at the end of the year... That mm-hmm. that can backfire. Like Atanem said that everybody's asking if we reach our the, the level we had last year, and he said no, we are better than <laughs> than back then. And it's like okay, okay. Well, maybe they maybe it's true, maybe it's true because well, you just beat the second, um, the, the the well, they just beat Seska, who is currently in the second position. So by 30 points. Yeah, looks scary. But still, um, if I would be the other players, usually the coaches are the ones that are more humble and down to earth and stuff. And these guys just, yeah, we are obviously the best. We're playing perfect basketball and we're going to win it. Yeah. (laughs) So, well. And all the other teams that have to to give their best to try to beat them. Barcelona is wearing for Pau Gasol. Yeah. That uh, I think it was... On like I think it's been this morning, so today it's morning. Uh, Monday morning, yeah. Monday morning, yeah. So yeah, Pogazol went through the medical revision. Mm-hmm. It was successfully yeah approved by the doctors. So we'll see when we can when we finally can uh, see Pogazol on the court. Let's see and let's see how he how he can play. Do you think that? Um, He's going to get very angry at Pierre Oriola for running uh, <laughs> too much on, on, on workouts. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine Pierre being very, very excited to play against Pau and Pau being really like, dude, chill, chill. I'm 40. Just, you know, I, ca- I have like maybe 200 jumps left on my, on my career. I want to use them all in games. <laughs> I, I imagine Sarah's telling uh, Oriola to, okay, right now... Oriola, you can only uh, run um, backwards. Exactly. Uriola, running backwards even faster than exactly. Gasol. <laughs> Leaving Gasol behind <laughs> on the half court. Yeah. yeah. But one, one step closer to seeing Gasol playing back in the Euroleague. Yeah. The, like the, the main question is when is going to... Do you want to wait? Shall we check the, the, well, the, the games that FC Barcelona has left? And let's see. I mean... Like this week we have a Clásico, Real Madrid against Barcelona. It would be awesome to have him in, on the court. <laughs> in the starting five. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, next Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It is. 11th. Yeah. At nine o'clock. So a game that can be 
can become Pausel's returning to the court in Barcelona. Would be really cool. Would be in Madrid, actually. Yeah. Uh, For Barcelona, I meant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but what I mean is that that he cannot make his debut in the Palau until 26th of March. Well, I don't think that really matters because since there's, there's no, no public uh, there. Well, you're, you're totally right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that he will play his first game maybe... For in Euroleague, maybe until April, because maybe now he needs to get in shape. Or you want to bet? I, I say that will be against Fenerbahce on April. Maybe Jasiqui Vicious and Lasso have a little chat and they say, "Okay, let's play with Felipe Reyes and Pau Gasol only." <laughs> it's gonna be one on one full court. <laughs> it's not gonna. It's not allowed to run. <laughs> <laughs> and they invite uh, Yankunas and, and Spanulis to watch it yeah. from, the, from the standings. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be kind of fun. Everyone, uh, all the other players waiting on the sideline, and just those two running for two minutes before <laughs> <laughs> before getting out of fuel. Gasol is coming back. Someone else that came back in style is Esonia. What a amazing first game he had against FC Barcelona. Well, he debuted with twenty one points. It's true that Panathinaikos lost. But I, I think that's what Ezonia has come to do. Like he's gonna be a leader. He's gonna have a lot of shots. We'll see what happens when Nedovic comes back because right now they don't have Foster nor Nedovic. Hmm. So Ezonia can show whatever he wants. Then he scored fourteen against um, against uh, Bayern in another loss by the Greeks. Hmm. But he scored fourteen points too. He was the leader in both games. Yeah, but maybe the percentages are not the best hmm. at all. But what is cool is to see that he's going to be important. You know, like that he is not like Bender, that he goes to the NBA when he comes back. Mm -hmm. I know the opinion you have of Bender and that he probably should should retire already. But it's cool to see that uh, after the NBA is on, you still have this character and this talent to, yeah. no. to still yeah, dominate here. Isenia is not part of the born to fail. <laughs> Exactly. I, I knew that this club had a cool name, but I, I was not very sure. But yeah, um, I'm excited. I mean, the Panathinaikos season is over, but now we really have a reason to, to watch Panathinaikos games still. Yeah, well, and he was asked, and Zonia, it seems that he wants to stay one more year. In Pau. In Pau. The thing is that they'll have to talk with Barcelona because he has his Zonia's um, rights. I mean, depends on how FC Barcelona finishes the season, especially if Cory Higgins sticks around. Yeah. Why not? And also, I don't think Ezonia is the player for Barcelona because Ezonia yeah. is a player that needs to pump up himself. Like, has to scream and oh, I'm the best. And yeah. what a block I just did. Do you remember the block yeah. against Smith? Oh, and yeah. then, yeah, well, and maybe he, he couldn't have the, this role with Zizekevicius, you know? I agree. I think that he already had the stage in Barcelona with Chai Pascual of coming off the bench and like trying to bring energy and stuff and now he wants to feel like a star. And not being the hero for Barcelona yeah, because exactly. you're going to have there, you're going to have Mirotic, you're going to have Higgins. Um, right now, you're going to have Calades, so you're going to be the fourth sword maybe of the team. Uh, yeah, at least. It depends on the day. I don't know. Hmm. Like Everyone can fire it up at FC Barcelona. Yeah, he needs, so. he needs ball, he needs no. Exactly. 
but yeah, well, it's really cool to see him back. Um, someone that steals in the NBA and probably he's going to retire there. Would be cool to see him in the EuroLeague, though. Uh, Stephen awesome. Curry in the EuroLeague, how, how would he do? Like, Well, he would score a lot of three-pointers. Yeah. Better than Carroll or you, you, stay, uh, you it, stay with Carroll? Even better. I don't know if you saw the All-Star game and the All-Star three-point contest. Oh, man. He, was, he was just on fire. And he's just beautiful to watch. Yeah. That release is amazing. And having fun again, it's just beautiful. Well, it's true that he was asked, like... Before the game mm-hmm. about Juan Carlos Navarro and the way he he was inspired by Navarro, and it was interesting to to see how like a, such a great player like Stephen Curry admires Navarro that yeah he was, he went through the NBA just for a season yeah but that when you saw Curry talk about him you you could feel that he really. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah, it's not like a Spanish journalist asked the question and he's just trying to mm-hmm. to look good. But it's like he he even said that he modeled part of his game mm-hmm. on Navarro. Like he he was very specific talking about uh, the runners and about these one footed uh, Three uh, threes yeah. and that was like wow, that's impressive. It, it's it's not that we're speaking about Curry just because we had a brain fart. It's because you know, he, sp- he spoke really highly about Navarro and and that really shows how influential the EuroLeague and the European basketball overall is becoming over on everywhere on the world. Yeah, and he also talked about facing Navarro in the international games and watching how he um, succeeded in having the rhythm of the game and how he smoothly walked uh, across the court, you know, and that was really interesting. And I think that that's what a smart player does all Definitely. the time. Yeah, especially Curry at his level and Navarro at his level, they are not they were not they couldn't overcome other players physically. So they have to think and, mm-hmm. and Navarro was a master on that. That was so cool, man. I almost I almost cried a bit when I heard Curry speaking speaking like that about Navarro. It was pretty impressive. More good news, not just Curry, but Alba is getting a wild card until 2023, man. I was so happy. I I was having lunch when I read it, when you sent me the tweet, actually. Yeah. And, you know, I had to order a couple more beers just to <laughs> just to celebrate. I was with friends that they don't like basketball. And they were like, what, what is this dude doing right now? But, man, until 2023. Mm-hmm. Imaro just tweeted that he shed a tear. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can imagine. But that almost means for sure that we will be able to watch an EuroLeague game together because from That's now to true. 2023, man... Yeah, there's no way... Exactly. There's so, no way we couldn't, uh, we can't watch an Alba maybe against Barcelona. That would be great. That would be great. Or a German duel. I would love to, to the, watch uh, Bayern against Alba. The German duel is... Last year was crazy. The, the, the last one uh, with um, people on the standings because... Um, Alba had the game won and then Maodolo that mm-hmm. now plays for uh, for Alba he scored three threes in the last minute to, to send it to overtime kind of the game in Munich this year with that's Wade true. Baldwin <laughs> that's true so it's always fun these kind of games and people in Berlin really doesn't like people from Bayern <laughs> because you know Bayern had a, for a long time a basketball team but was never fully professional and Alba has a bit longer tradition so they really call them like a fake team 
um, you know, because they suddenly decided to put a lot of money. So you can tell that that real Alba fans really don't like FC Bayern. In which game do you think there's more hate? Between Bayern and Alba or Barcelona and Madrid? Oh, Barcelona and Madrid by far. Yeah. By far. Yeah, I think that Germany doesn't have a as a strong basketball culture as mm -hmm. Spain. And yeah, still, still, if there would be, uh, I don't know, a second team in Berlin, then maybe there would be more more beef. But FC Bayern started maybe six years ago with playing EuroLeague and really being a contender. So yeah, definitely Barça Madrid for me. But yeah, by the way, Alba, great news. You saw what Ericsson did. Well, Ericsson was completely on fire. He scored 10 threes. 10 threes? 10 threes, and it's, uh, he joins a club where only two more players are there. One is Andrew Goodlock when he was playing for Fenerbahce. Random American player, <laughs> number one. And? and the other is Shane Larkin. Shane Larkin, yeah. True. Against Barcelona as well or not, Larkin? Mm. Or no, not? Was no, that game... me because I don't know, really. Me neither, me neither. I, I think it was the game that he scored 49. It can be. I mean, let, let me quickly check. But, um, yeah, it was super close. Mm -hmm. And he scored 17 in the last quarter against Himki. Because Himki was about to have a great week if they were, if they would call, close out. The... Yeah, because we have to talk about Himki. They, they had his third win this season. Against Real Madrid. Against Real Madrid in a really close game. I think Jordan Miki is... Jordan's Mickey Farwell is being um, impressive. By the way, I found I found that Larkin scored 10 the game that he scored 49 and was against uh, Bayern, against FC Bayern. So it, it was against FCB, but not Barcelona, but Bayern. We were close, but <laughs> I, I just have in my mind so stuck that Larkin always destroys FC Barcelona. Yeah, that's true. But, you know. that's, that's completely true. And also, uh, talking about this wild card that the yearly gave to... Alba, I think they're really happy on, on how Alba are managing things, you know, that they are a really serious uh, team, that they are not knuckleheads and maybe signing players they can't afford. Mm -hmm. And they just, uh, because I, I think that Alba as an organization is doing really well and they have a really, uh, a really good project and that's what EuroLeague um, likes, I think. They want to avoid cases like Kimki, <laughs> I think, this season. Don't think we're going to uh, see Kimki for a long time in EuroLeague. Uh, or, or in Europe, or in a basketball court, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but what exactly happened, you know, against Real Madrid that, that Kimki managed to win without almost just like some, a bunch of Russian old players and uh, Eric McCollum on fire and, you know, like, uh, it, it was it was crazy. I, mean, I know Madrid is not at their peak of their powers at the moment, but oof. I think that the key was in the second quarter. They they lost the quarter by 8, 28-20. Kinky was on fire. And afterwards, in the second half, they tried to come back Madrid. They had a good three-quarter, but then in, in, the, in the final one, I think that everything could happen there, and they were close, and you know, it was impossible for Kinky not to win at games. Yeah. Till the end of the season. So, unfortunately for Madrid, they were the ones that had to pay the price. I can imagine Kimki at halftime in the locker room, like, guys, guys, we are up. We are up. What the fuck? What's going <laughs> what on? The hell are doing? <laughs> but Jordan Mickey was 
like that former Real Madrid player was great with 19 points and McCollum 22 is by 22. In the end, if you watch the stats, there was three players scoring almost 20 points, then Karasev with nine, Bielcev with two, and then one, two, three, four, five players from the roster that they didn't score. <laughs> so. Revenge game for Miki, yeah? Yeah, and Miki played 37 minutes and a half, so he only <laughs> rested for two minutes and a half during the whole game. It's bet 34 minutes, Karasev 30, so... I have the theory that Miki spoke with Himki's management and told them like, okay, don't pay me, but I'm going to play plus 35 minutes each game and I'm going to shoot every time I want. And they are like, okay, yeah, okay, that, that's already perfect. the deal we have with Shbet, so just one more player to do that. But in the end, like, Pondershoff didn't play. Zaitsev played 11 minutes, didn't score. Same for Monia, 24 minutes, just uh, shot the ball once. <laughs> 24 minutes, just one shot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, Sergey. I see you. I feel you. So, well, congratulations for Kimki and for mostly for the Kimki fans that they deserve it. They have no blame at all, but for what is going on with the team. Yeah, that's true. Maybe to close it out, I wanted to ask you to, to do something that might be fun. Now that we know that Alba has the wildcard, we have 14 teams confirmed. Yes. Do you want to bet who the last four teams are going to be? Or you're looking at me like, Juan, I fucking hate you. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, this afternoon I was thinking about this. So maybe I think one team is going to be Zenit because that's another Russian team that is, is having a great project with Chari Pascual yeah. and they, they look them more in. serious. Then, well, the, the thing is that if Valencia makes the top, the, the playoff, then Valencia is going to be there. I don't know if he's going to be able to, to reach the, the playoff spots because right now, after the loss... Not a great week for them. No, double loss, actually. They're in the 11th, 11th position with 14-14. They're two wins away, and it's Zenic there. So I think it's going to be really... Expensive, really yeah. hard to get this playoff spot. Then, if Valencia doesn't make it, it's gonna be there the two finalists from Euro Cup. One, for sure. Well, at least in my opinion, it's gonna be Virtus. They haven't lost a game yet. Yeah. I don't think so. And then the other one, I don't know. Maybe Juventus. Do you imagine Juventus reaching the the final? Oh, that would be great. That would be great. I think it's difficult because. They don't have a very long um, roster right now. That's true. A lot of players, maybe um, Rivers is struggling with with injuries. Now he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Touch wood. But then they signed the, the... What's the name of the guy? The, the guy Jackson? Yeah, the Demetrius Jackson. Jackson. That he's out for the rest of the Euro Cup after injuring himself. It would be lovely to it see that. Would be ama- you could watch, you know, two EuroLeague games yeah. live next season mm-hmm. every week. Like on Thursday, you could watch mm-hmm. Peña and on Friday, Barca. But I don't know what's going what's gonna to happen. There's um, Unix there that maybe Unix is going to... Yeah, they look, they look dangerous. They look mm-hmm. dangerous. If yeah. I had to bet, I would say that Unix and Virtus are going to reach the final game of the, the Euro Cup. So Unix, Virtus, Valencia, you see them getting there or not? No, no, then that's Zenit? the reason because I have exactly. the, the yeah, that's two true. finalists. 
And uh, one, we need one last one, no? We have three teams, Virtus, Unix, and Zenit. And, and then, oh. Hmm. Because that's yeah. why I was asking about Valencia. Mm. Oh. I don't know what's going to happen then. Maybe Valencia can also get the wildcard because they have a lot of money and they That's have true, a That's true because yeah, project. I was thinking that they need another one, another wildcard to to give away. I think so. Maybe Valencia, um, as as well is does as well have a license for next year? Yes, they do. They they also confirm it today as with Alba, and I don't see another team really getting it. I don't see any another French team uh, or another another German team. Would be fun to have an English team, but that's not gonna happen. I'm gonna watch if um, somebody tweeted related. Well, make a tweet related with this because it. It was all all about all everyone was talking about in Twitter today. Hmm. Well, whatever. But yeah. three of them look pretty clear because also Unix. I think everyone is really happy with the project that they are doing as well. And mm-hmm. yeah, maybe Valencia is in. You know, you know the team that I would like to have back? Probably they won't because they don't have the project nor the money, but uh, Partizan. Red Star Partizan in the oh, EuroLeague, the I, crowd, miss, yeah. I miss that. I miss that. That would be awesome to watch, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are they... They are still in the EuroCup, right? They yeah. are still alive. Mm-hmm. Maybe. They don't have Trincheri anymore. With <laughs> Trincheri, maybe they would have... They would, they, would, they would have more chances, but... Yeah. Well, that was a fun recap. That was a fun recap, Joan. Yeah. And it's funny when you're here. Yeah, I love it, man. I, I'm until Saturday here. Maybe if we well, find time we and, yeah. and we, you know, maybe maybe if it fits. I don't want to promise it because yeah, then, you know, me neither. We, we, might, we might get other higher priorities. But so happy that you invited me here as well, man. It's, it's a blast to see you. Yeah. I mean, not, not so much game focus. It's something that we also spoke about. Just yeah. not to do it as much into the games, but also more about everything surrounding the EuroLeague uh, at at Danny's request. And I think that he's totally right. Let us know, guys, what you think on on an email, on Twitter. Yeah, your feedback. Exactly, exactly. Social media or whatever. Yeah, find us, text us. I don't know. A lot of you, I'm sure, have our phone numbers. Mm -hmm. Just (laughs) just go straight. And um, yeah, something else, Nani, something else we forgot to mention. Did I just call you Nani? Nanny? Did I'm I your, call you nanny? I'm your nanny? You're not, but I'm just, I'm just with my uncle. Uh, I spent the, uh, the day with him yesterday, and he's called Nanny, and maybe I got a brain fart, you know? <laughs> brain fart. <laughs> I love it. Well, if you want, we can talk a little bit about the, the upcoming games here. Okay, let's do that. Because we have the Classico, but yeah. also we have uh, Cesca <laughs> Milano, two against the third. True, true. Understanding, so very interesting game. Also, so if you don't know what to do on Thursday evening, just 6 p.m., just turn on your TV and start watching the Cesca Milano and then just jump on the Real Madrid uh, Barcelona. And, well, if yeah. you, you have a couple of games more, Panathinaikos, Maccabi, and as well, uh, Alba. Maybe you want, you're going to watch this one. <laughs> you know I like between. to watch Alba games, but <laughs> when there's a Classico going on, it feels a bit like... Yeah. Next round, it's a Classico plus eight more games. <laughs> and yeah. whatever. Yeah, and on Friday, you have Valencia Fenerbahce, a really important game for Valencia if yeah. they want to still have options. And also, well, I mean, if, if you watch the standings, all these, um, all these teams, Basconia, Zenit, Valencia, 
they they need to win. They need to win for them for their aspirations. So yeah. all the games are important, but maybe for us that well we are from Spain. Valencia Fenerbahce could be a, a good win to watch and also Vasconia Bayern. Yeah, I think I will start with the Vasconia Bayern because uh, Vasconia is really on the rise. Well, actually, you can watch both of them because one starts Vasconia starts at seven, and then at nine it's the other one. So cool, perfect. Yeah, nice. Perfect. I love it when the Euroleague thinks yeah. about us. Thank you, thank you, Euroleague. <laughs> Guys, you know what to do. Don't make plans for Thursday and Friday night. I mean, it's Corona time anyway, guys. Don't pretend like you have better stuff to do. Shall we close it out? Yeah, go for it, Joan. Yeah, I mean, I already told you to listen to us everywhere. So I'm just going to say that, guys, you know, devotion, you got to feel it. You are listening to The Devotion Podcast.